You know that the scriptures, the word of God is also called the sword of the spirit. Let's see your sword, the sword of the spirit that you have. If you have the sword of the spirit with you, lift it up. Lift the sword of the spirit up. Neta can't lift up the sword of the spirit because she has, I have her Bible. You always need to be with the sword of the spirit, not to forget it. Imagine a soldier having uh, all the gear on him, looking good, going into war, but forgetting his weapon. We want to encourage you, when you come to the house of God, to bring the Word of God, bring the Scriptures with you. If you don't have the Scriptures, if you don't have a Bible with you, then we, I'm sure we can arrange one for you. Let's pray that the Lord would speak to us this morning through His Word. Father, thank You for Your Word. Thank you that your word is alive and is settled in heaven. Father, I pray you open our hearts this morning to hear what the Holy Spirit would say to us. I take authority over everything that would try to hinder and, and harm what you are trying to do here this morning. And in the name of Yeshua, I cast out every spirit or everything that could hinder. In the name of Yeshua. This morning I felt that I wanted to talk to you about the blessing of God. I want to start with a question. How many of you want blessings in your life? I believe all of you. And those with the headphones, you didn't uh, lift up your hands yet. I'm going to ask you again. How many want blessings in your life? And God has much to say about blessings in the scriptures. But if I don't know the scriptures well, then I can have... Uh, a misunderstanding about blessings. I can have a twisted view of blessings or maybe a partial understanding of blessings. If you see someone that financially he does not lack anything, he has a fancy ca car, he has no problem going to restaurants, no problem to buy any clothes that he wants to buy, he doesn't stop to think twice about things that he wants. And you look at a person like that and you say, wow, this person is blessed. But I want to tell you it's not only that. A blessing is not only material, it's not something only earthly, but it's much more th than that, it's beyond that. There are situations where people would sell blessings. I remember that I was in the Western Wall once, and I remember someone came to me and tied a red uh, piece of string around my hand. And with every uh, tie that he tied, he said a blessing. Every knot that he tied. And that was before I knew Yeshua. So he tied many uh, knots, many blessings, financially, for the family, for health, anything you want, he said it. After he finished all these blessings, he said 20 shekels. You cannot sell blessings. If someone comes to you and says you can have a special blessing for only 50 shekels, I say 50 because the price went up since then. But a person cannot sell blessings. Sometimes people also sometimes buy pictures or charms and they hang it around their body somewhere or they put it in their house and they think that that will bring them a blessing. But I want to tell you that the blessing will come only through the Lord God of Israel. I looked in the dictionary. I wanted to see what it said about a blessing. It says a greeting. What does that mean? Or it's like, I wish you health. It's something that you want someone else to have. It also says praise and thanksgiving to God. How do we bless God? 
by praising Him and thanking Him. It also means happiness and success. And it also means a gift or an offering. Those of you who don't know Hebrew so well, the word in Hebrew for blessing is bracha, and it comes from the word berech, which means the knee. What's the connection between knees and blessings? We'll see this as we go on. In order to receive a blessing, you need to be on your knees. A person who is on his knees does not mean that he is humiliated, but a person who is on his knees means that he receives the will of God and the authority of God over him in his life. Let's look in Genesis chapter 12. Our father Abraham, one who knew what it was to be in the midst of the blessing of God. Let's read verses 1 to 3. Now the Lord had said to Abraham, Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. If there is a person who ever received blessings, it was Abraham. God is calling Abraham to leave his country, to leave his people to a land he doesn't know yet. And God is really saying to him, if you will do this, then I will bless you. Let's look at what the blessings, what would the blessings be. First things it says, I will make you a great nation. Did he do that? Do you know that we are the sons and daughters of Abraham? He, for Abraham, he said, I will make your seed to be like the stars of heaven and like the grains of sand. The other thing that he says, I will make your name great. Did he do that? He made his name great. We, after thousands of years, are still talking about Abraham. And then he says, I will bless those who bless you. And he says the opposite, I will curse him who curses you. If we study the story of, of the life of Abraham, we see every time another nation or people try to come against him, God brought judgment on that people. And then he says, in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So that blessing was not a personal specific blessing only for the life of Abraham. But God is saying here, this blessing will go on, will go forward, on to a generation and the next generation. It's a blessing that will become a blessing for all the nations and the families of the earth. He says, I will bless you, but you are also supposed to be a blessing. When God blesses us, it is not only a personal blessing, it is not only something for me, but God is saying, you are also supposed to be a blessing for others. You take my blessing and you bless other people. So God was faithful to his word. And indeed, Abraham was, he experienced all these blessings. Let's turn to Genesis 25. And we want to read about Jacob. Jacob had a twin brother. His name was Esau. They were not identical twins. One of them was very hairy. Even in their character, they were not the same. Esau liked to hunt. He was a man of the field, of the nature. But on Jacob, it says that he was a simple man, dwelt in tents. Now, Isaac, the father, loved Esau. And Rebekah loved Jacob. What a wonderful family. Every parent has his favorite child. So these two brothers grow up. In this case, Esau was the firstborn. He's the one that was born first. We'll read from verse 27. So the boys grew, and Esau was a skillful hunter, a man of the field. But Jacob was a mild man, dwelling in tents. And Isaac loved Esau because he ate of his game. But Rebekah loved Jacob. For all the parents who are here today, 
If you have more than one child, I don't recommend that you do this. We need to show our love equally to all of our children. Verse 29. Now Jacob cooked a stew, and Esau came in from the field and was hung and was weary. And Esau said to Jacob, Please feed me with that same red stew, for I am weary. Therefore his name was called Edom. So Esau is out in the field, he's hunting. Maybe he was hunting, out hunting all day. Maybe he didn't catch anything. And he comes back weary and tired. Suddenly in the air he smells this wonderful smell. Something is cooking. Suddenly he sees Jacob. Jacob is doing something else completely. He's at home, he's cooking something, he's easy. He likes to be at home, mommy's child. And Esau comes to him and sees the stew. And he says to Jacob, my brother, let me have a little bit of that. And here we uh, discover the gift which was in Jacob being a businessman. He says to him in verse 31, But Jacob said, Sell me your birthright as of this day. A good brother would say, Please come, there is enough. But Jacob has a plan. said, Give me your birthright and I will give you some of the stew. There's nothing for free. You want it? Sell me your birthright. What does Esau say? Verse 32, And Esau said, Look, I am about to die, so what is this birthright to me? Then Jacob said, Swear to me as of this day. So he swore to him and sold his birthright to Jacob. Verse 34, And Jacob gave Esau bread and stew of lentils. Then he ate and drank, arose and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. Esau had this attitude. Let me just have fun. I don't even know if I'm going to go through this day. He didn't care about the birthright. You need to understand that in biblical times, the firstborn would receive the double blessing in the family. After the father would die, the firstborn would receive the same honor that the father had. He's not the one who would also only receive spiritual blessing, but also physical. And Jacob knew that. He didn't want to be number two. He wanted the blessing. He wanted the blessing in every aspect. And Esau was with this attitude, ah, maybe I'll die today, I don't care. Esau represents the flesh and the earthliness, carnality. What was interesting in Esau's eyes was just to fill his stomach. And he didn't care if he needed to even sell his birthright, he would. And that's what he did. But the worst of all is in 34, at the end, it says that Esau despised his birthright. Later on, the father, Isaac, was very old, he was about to die. And he called Esau, his firstborn, to come and receive the blessing. Isaac was not aware of this deal that had been made. He says to Esau, go hunt something and bring it to me and I'll bless you. Esau goes out to the field. The mother, Rebekah, heard everything that was happening. Came to her favorite son, Jacob. She said, come, you need to dress like Esau and you will go and you will receive the blessing. Jacob is hesitant, he's afraid. But eventually he obeys what his mother is telling him to do, and Isaac blesses him. Let's look in verse 28, chapter 27 and verse 28. Let's look at the blessing. Therefore may God give you of the dew of heaven, of the fatness of the earth, and plenty of grain and wine. Let people serve you, and nations bow down to you. Be master over your brethren, and let your mother's sons bow down to you. Cursed be everyone who curses you, and blessed be those who bless you. The blessing that Jacob had received 
even though he received it in dishonesty and in, after deceiving, but it could not be reversed. Even the father, Isaac, understood what had happened. He knew that this was of God. It could not be reversed. And God allowed it to happen. I believe it's because of the attitude Esau had towards his birthright. He treated the birthright, um, he despised the birthright. And I'm saying this not just so we are aware of this story, but because it's also something that could happen to us. God has a blessing for each and every one of us. And we can have this attitude like Esau and despise the birthright. We can feel that we are despising our destiny in God. But God is going on. You don't want to receive the blessing? He will continue with that blessing with someone else. But God is desiring to bless each one of us. And in this blessing, not only does He bless him materially, He said, peoples will serve you and nations will bow down to you. In your family, you will be the head. And again, those who will curse you would be cursed. Those who would bless you would be blessed. Jacob is going on a journey because after all of this, what happened, Esau wanted to kill him. He's running away to, to be with his mother's brother Laban. He married, he has children, he becomes a wealthy man with much possessions and family. And when he felt he wasn't wanted anymore so much in the house of Laban, he decided to take his uh, possessions, his family, and leave. Somehow Esau heard about it. And Esau takes with him 400 people, and he's preparing to meet with his brother. Let's turn to Genesis 32. We want to read from verse 25. Jacob knows there's 400 people after him. Up till this point, Jacob was blessed materially. But even in that blessing, God told him, you would be the first in your family, the head in your family. And he's in a very hard, difficult point in his life. And at that point, God is sending his angel. Let's read from verse 25. Then Jacob was left alone. It's verse 24. Then Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. Now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip, and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. Verse 26. And he said, Let me go, for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Jacob already received the blessing from his father Isaac. But here he's asking for another blessing. He's telling that angel that wrestling with him, I need that blessing. What do I have what I have in my life right now is not enough. I need more. And then he blesses him. In twenty eight he says your in twenty seven, so he said, What is your name? He said Jacob. Twenty eight and he said, Your name shall no longer be called Jacob but Israel. For you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Verse 29, Then Jacob asked, saying, Tell me your name, I pray. And he said, Why is it that you ask about my name? And he blessed him there. Verse 31, just uh, 30, sorry. So Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, for I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. What kind of blessing did Jacob receive here? His name. His name was changed from Jacob to Israel. The word Jacob 
in Hebrew, Yaakov, it comes from Akev. It comes from, from the time when he was born, he grabbed the heel of Esau, his brother. Akev is heel in Hebrew. Yaakov comes from that. But God is giving him here a new name. And in this name, the name of God is in that name. When we have children, so sometimes um, people don't give a lot of thought to what name they would call their children. Maybe people think of uh, to give a name that is very uh, famous, popular name, or a, a, a cute name. But in biblical times, the names would represent the character of the person. And sometimes God had to change the name, even with Abraham. In the beginning, his name was Abraham. And God changed changed it to Abraham, and He added the hey, letter hey in Hebrew. And also His uh, wife's name was Sarai, and He changed it to Sarah. More people in the scriptures that God has changed their name. And at that point, God gives a new identity to Jacob. Now you belong to me. Now my name is like a seal upon your life. And brothers and sisters, I want to tell you that the greatest blessing we can ever experience is that the name of God is placed as a seal upon our life. Because when that happens, you become His child. He will care for you in every way. And that is exactly what happened. God blessed Jacob. Maybe for those of you who don't know the story, Jacob and Esau met in the way and they had a wonderful reconciliation, a wonderful meeting. Let's go to the book of Numbers, chapter 6. Numbers, chapter 6, and I want to talk about the Aaronic blessing. And we want to read from verse 22. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, This is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them, We call this the priestly blessing or the Aharonic blessing. And God says to Moses, This is how I want you to bless the people of Israel. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. But notice the next verse, 27. So they shall put my name on the children of Israel, and I will bless them. The priests, they were supposed to place the name of God upon the children of Israel. We can pronounce the Aaronic blessing again and again. But if I want the blessings of God to really become real in my life, be valid and real in my life, then the name of God must be on my life. That means I belong to God. I am surrendered to the will of God. He says here, keep you. That He will make His face to shine upon you. He will keep you and the light of God will be in you. He will be gracious to you. He will, be, he will give you grace and He will give you favor. He will um, pardon you. He will pardon your sin. He will lift up His face towards you and the peace of God will rest upon you. What wonderful blessings God wants to grant His children. Let's go to is it Exodus 28. Sorry, Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 28. Book of Deuteronomy 28. 
We don't have time to read all, all of this. But from verse 15 to verse 68, there is a list of all of the curses. Curses that come in a personal way uh, to your health, the finance, it comes also nationally and it comes to the government in every aspect. What God is doing here, He's cutting a covenant with the people of Israel. He is making a contract with them. He says, if you will keep your part of the contract, all the blessings that are listed here are yours. But you must know that if you break the covenant, then in the same way the curses will come upon you. It's like you have a, an agreement or a contract when you go to rent a place. You have a permission to live there as long as you go follow the contract. You pay the rent on time. The bills, the minute you don't do your part, they will send you out of your home. In the same way, God is speaking to the people of Israel, saying there are conditions, and you need to keep to your part. I wanted to read a portion of the blessings, and I like this part. Let's read verses 12 and 13. Chapter 28. The Lord will open to you His good treasure, the heavens, to give the rain to your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hand. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. And the Lord will make you a head and not the tail. You shall be above only and not beneath, if you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and are careful to observe them. What a wonderful blessing this is, that you will always be above and not below that you would be the head and not the tail, that you would always have enough and you will never need to borrow. And I'm telling you that God is serious about these things. If you keep your part, He will keep His part. I want to always be the head, I don't want to be the tail. We are the children of God, and we know God, and we walk in the ways of God. He wants you always to be the head and not the tail, whether you're in the army, whether you're at work, if you're a caretaker, it doesn't matter what you do. God wants to make you the head. Joseph, after he was sold to Egypt, it says that he was a slave in the house of Potiphar. It's not a, an exalted, uh, some big job, but he was a slave. He would do all the bad, filthy jobs nobody wanted to do. But it says that God would, was with him. God blessed him. And the blessing that was upon Joseph blessed also Potiphar's house. Because you see the blessing of God is on you. And then the blessing goes forth from you to others and touching people around you. It doesn't matter where you would be. You will be the head. Even after Joseph went into prison, he was the head. After he reached an exalted position in Egypt, he was the head. Doesn't matter where. God wants to make you the head, not the tail. There's a problem here. How many commandments does the Torah hold? 613 commandments. And it means that if you break one of these commandments, then you are guilty. Most of us don't know the 613 commandments. And I believe even the person here that if there's anyone here who counts themselves righteous, 
then I would say that he maybe can do 300 commandments. But it says that the law was given to us to show us how desperately we need God, so that we would see how holy He is and how we are not. Praise God that He gave us a solution. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 21. Deuteronomy chapter 21. Let's read from verses 22 and 23. If a man has committed a sin deserving of death, and he is put to death, and you hang him on a tree, his body shall not remain overnight on the tree, but you shall surely bury him that day, so that you do not defile the land which the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance, for he who is hanged is accursed of God. Now I want us to read from the New Testament from the book of Galatians. Galatians 3. Uh, Danny will read verses 7 to 14 in Hebrew, if you can follow along in your Bible. The verses that we have read from the book of Deuteronomy, the judgment God had given for the person who had a sin deserving of death. People, are, um, people have a real challenge or a problem sometimes with the word cross or the idea of the cross. But I want you to know that even in the Torah, the books of Moses, the cross is mentioned and is seen. The one that had a judgment of death upon him, where was he to be hanged? On a tree. And the curse, the curse of the law of the Torah, that list, the big list of all these curses, Yeshua, the Messiah, took it upon himself. Every blessing, every, sorry, every curse he took upon himself. Why? He took it upon himself so the blessing of God that came to Abraham would not only reach the people of Israel, but every nation, every person who believes. doesn't matter if you're Jewish or if you're not Jewish. In the Messiah Yeshua, you have the ability to experience all of the blessings of God. When I've asked you in the beginning, who wants the blessings of God? Most of you put up your hand. I want to tell you that right now, God is speaking to people, people who have not experienced these blessings. Maybe you have read these things. Maybe you've heard about these things. Maybe you've always felt that you were the tail and not the head. Maybe you've always felt that you're beneath and not below, or beneath and not above. Maybe you always felt you were lacking. Listen, God wants to bless. God wants to give us all of His blessings in Messiah Yeshua. But I must emphasize something very important about the material blessing. I don't want you to go out from here and start declaring I'm a millionaire in the name of Yeshua. I'm going to fill in the lottery and I'm going to win in the name of Yeshua. I'm not talking about these things. Sometimes when you have exactly what you need, is a blessing from God because richness, material, wealth can become a curse to you and not a blessing and I've seen this happen personally people who didn't have anything they were so close to God and they were really dependent on God in prayer but when they have abundance they forgot God so sometimes when you have exactly enough it's a blessing but I speak especially spiritually. 
God wants you to be the head and not the tail. I remember personally in my family, for years we would celebrate the holidays, the feasts in, in, with my family. And every time we had a family event, there were always arguments and always fighting. And me and Luan felt we would just like to do it in our, our house. We would like to lead in the feasts and the holidays. In the beginning it seemed impossible, but then God turned it around. And all of the feasts are celebrated now in our house. Not only that, it's messianic feasts and holidays. And it looks like God is allowing us to lead in our family. And I believe that's what God wants to do in each of your lives. To be the head, not the tail. I want to end with verses from Deuteronomy 30. Deuteronomy chapter 30. Let's read verses 19 and 20. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life, that both you and your descendants may live, that you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey His voice, and that you may cling to Him, for He is your life and the length of your days, and that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your forefathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them. God is not forcing anyone. He's telling you today to choose. What are you choosing? Are you choosing life? Are you choosing death? Blessings? Cursing? Of course, God desires us to choose life, but it's a personal choice of each one. And I believe that this morning God wants us to choose. What do I prefer? The blessing, the life, or the curse and the death. Let's stand, please. Brothers and sisters, I think that we don't even know how much God desires to bless us. He gave the thing which was most precious to Him, Yeshua the Messiah, His Son, so that we would be able to experience every spiritual blessing. There are people here this morning, maybe you're here for the first time, Maybe some of you have come to the Keilah before, but your heart is closed. I don't want to finish this meeting today without allowing people or giving the opportunity for people to make a choice, to make a decision. Yeshua said, The one who confesses me before men, I will confess him before the Father in heaven. I don't believe in doing things in the hiding. I believe that if you want to go after the Lord, if you are willing to make a choice today to choose life, to choose blessing, which can only come through the Messiah Yeshua. Then we want to pray with you. So if there's anyone here who wants to experience the blessing of God, the same blessing we have read, we read about, those li that life that we read about, through Yeshua the Messiah, I want you to please, please raise your hand because we want to pray with you. There's anyone here who wants that blessing, that wants to open their heart to Messiah, then please raise your hand so that it would be easier for us to pray for you. Then if you can please come forward. And we have a team here who would be happy to pray with you. The Word of God says that there is rejoicing, great rejoicing in heaven for every sinner who repents. So I want to ask the others 
in here to pray for those who are up front. I want to ask the prayer team to please come and pray with the people here.
All of you who prayed for the first time, we would like for you to take um, the Bible with you. It's a wonderful thing that you can read about the blessings you have in Messiah. It's a chance that you have to get to know God through the scriptures. And if you can find your way also in uh, connecting with one of the home groups. So home group leaders, if you can go to one of the people or some of the people and just see if they can take part in one of the home groups. I want to pronounce the ironic blessing over all of us. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance towards you and give you his peace. In the name of Yeshua, Amen. Have a good week. The bed cafe is open and you are invited to come.